Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. We are now on part three of our latest teaching series called Landing the Impossible. Landing the Impossible. It's a great title, isn't it? Um, they've taken a picture of me doing a backflip um, and use it for the artwork. Um, I think that's working well. Um, um, and yeah, Landing the Impossible. Um, who's been enjoying this series so far? Like, it's, it's been good. You can, if you've missed any of the installments, so Pastor John did the first one, and then last week Pastor Amy did an amazing job um, preaching around this idea of doubt. You can catch them on, on our podcasts. They're available wherever you get podcasts for free. Um, and essentially what we're doing in this series is we are unpacking what it means to land the impossible in our life, to see impossible things realised in our everyday What does it mean to step out in faith and to believe that God would do something that is beyond all we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us? That's what we're talking about. And it's good. And John said this in week one. He said, the gap between your possible and the impossible is a step called faith. And he really challenged us to see life and to see our everyday through the lens of the kingdom of heaven. And to believe that all things are possible. And then Amy, the second week, said this. If the gap between your possible and the impossible is a step called faith, then doubt is how far we could fall. Doubt is how many things could go wrong. And doubt is, I think, for many of us, one of the reasons why we don't see the impossible landed. Because we're worried about what might happen. Um, And she did an excellent job. It was actually a fantastic message last week. I say actually as if I'm surprised. She usually preaches well. Um, It was a fantastic message last week. And she said about um, how to tackle our doubt. She gave us three points. She said, define your doubt, doubt your doubt, and defy your doubt. Uh, those Those are some good pieces of advice when it comes to navigating this thing that we all experience, doubt, in our lives. And, and what I want to do today is really take these, these big ideas that we have been speaking about and, and ground them to a point of action. So I want to encourage each and every one of us today to, to take a step. Uh, and that's what I'll be talking about. And that's the title of my message if you want to write that down. Take a step and hopefully by the time the message is done you'll have an idea about what it is you can do in order to land the impossible in your life is that okay Um, if you've got a bible you can turn to what we'll use as our our key passages today Um, it's Matthew 14 22 we're going to read to verse 33 Matthew 14 22 verse 33 it's going to be on the screen behind me as well if you've not got one with you and it says this Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, where he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because of the wind that was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. 
Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Let's pray, and then we will continue. Father God, we thank you for the time that we've spent together already today, worshipping you, setting you in your rightful place. And, and I ask that in these moments that we share around your word, you would speak to us. It would be more than just my thoughts or ideas, Lord God. It would be the life-transforming word of God that resonates with us and brings change and transformation and glorifies Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you move in our lives today? Would you mobilize this church to action? Would you change us, transform us, make us new, make us more like you, Jesus? And the church said, Amen. 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 Um, for the duration of this message, um, I want you to, to visualize something with me, if that's okay. I want you to think about something that is impossible in your life. Think about something that you are perhaps believing for, that you are praying for, that you are asking God for, something that right now, where you are, is impossible. And now, now with a room of this size, there's going, to be, there's going to be a whole variety of different needs and prayer requests and things that we are believing and, and, and wanting um, of God. Um, it could be something like a, to, to, to one day to get married. Right now, that might feel impossible, but that could be something that you are praying for. Or it could be to, to, to have a, your dream job, to be in a job where you feel fulfilled, where you feel like God is using you. That could be something that you're believing for. Or it could be to have a marriage that's actually working. That could feel impossible right now, or it could be a need where, where you are praying and believing that, that, that you see healing. So it could be healing in your own life or in, in your friend's life. Um, it could be a work situation. It could be a relationship that needs to be reconciled. Um, it could be a, a family need. Whatever it might be, I want you to think about that. And if you are taking notes, I encourage you to do this, to, to write that thing down. All right. Write it down in a way that you, you will remember, or if you've got a phone, you can jot it down now. And I'm going to give you a second just, just to do that. So have it, have it in your mind's eye, that, that thing that you are believing for. Jot it down, write it down. If you've not got one, if you can't think of anything, that's okay, we'll come back to it. Um, but write something, write something down. Now, for the sake of this message, can, you see, can everyone see the rigging that's above me? This lighting rig here. Um, that rig is going to represent the impossible thing that you just thought of. Okay. There it is, hanging above us all. For those listening on podcasts, that's a, it's a distance above my head, which I cannot reach. That is going to represent, for the duration of this message, the impossible. Okay, are you with me? Yes. There is the impossible there. So, for example, there is who I want to be, and, and this is who I am, as an example. And I don't know about you, but sometimes that gap, as we're visualizing it now, that can, that can be how it feels sometimes. Like, there's the impossible thing that I can think of. There, like, God, there is, the, there is the breakthrough that I'm wanting to see. Here is the reality that I'm living in. There is the prayer that I'm wanting answered. Here is my everyday where it's not being answered. There is the job I want. Here is the job I have. There is the person I want to be. Here is the person that I am. There is the breakthrough. Here is my reality. There is my freedom. Here is my addiction. There is, there, is, there is my future, here is my present, and sometimes it feels like the gap is just so far. And it's so big, right? And, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that's felt that. That sense of frustration, that sense of, I have no idea how that's going to happen. I have no idea how we're going to get there. I have, no, I have no clue. And we can get into spaces like this and we can be encouraged and inspired and in worship we can set our sights on the God of the impossible. We can think, amen, yes, God can do all things. And then we get into our week and Amy touched on this last week, didn't she? And what, what, it's still not there. 
it's still unattainable. What can I do? And for some of us in the space today, this, you might be new to faith or um, new in, in this setting, that might just be believing God's there. Feels like there's a gap. I, I can't quite get that. I can't force myself. And, and I don't know about you, if you've ever felt that sense of frustration as you just try... Should I try and jump? So this one, we're a lot more optimistic about my jumping skills. No one really said anything there. It's like, no, I think you'll hurt yourself or someone else. But, and it's in moments like this where, where pieces of, piece, like, well-meant pieces of advice, like, well, you just need more faith, sometimes don't help. What does that mean? Tense and stretch, and it's just unattainable. And what, what we can end up thinking or saying is that in order to see that impossible thing, whatever it might be, the, the job that I want, the place that I want to live, the thing that I want to be doing, the, the, the relationships that I want, that rela- relationship reconciled, that person coming to faith, whatever it might be, that's going to take a miracle. That gap can only be filled by God, we can think. Now, if you, if you Google the definition of a miracle, it comes up with this, it says this. A miracle, a miracle is an extraordinary and welcomed event that is not explicable by natural or scientific law and is therefore attributed to a divine agency. A miracle is something that is not, you can't explain it, you can't measure it, you can't do anything about it, so it's a divine agency. It's God. And, and I don't know about you, but things that come to mind are like these biblical miracles of like the parting of the Red Sea, the Nile turning red, these huge ideas. And that, that's a miracle. That's the miraculous. There's nothing I can do about it. It's only God. And if that's our definition of a miracle, what can end up happening in our lives is that we, we can see the things that we want to land in, or we can see the prayer requests, we can see the needs, we can hope that that one day might come to pass. And then in the meantime, I can't do much about that. So here I am, there's, there's the need, but here I am in my everyday. So I'm just going to continue until God does something. I'm going to continue until maybe God changes his mind or, or brings about a breakthrough or some unforeseen miraculous event takes place. Because the miraculous has nothing to do with me, everything to do with God. Now, no, no offence to Google, but I'm going to disagree with that definition for a second. Because... Because what that definition assumes is that, and the position it takes, is that everything that you and I experience on a day-to-day basis is void of the divine. That, that God is absent, is the, is the assumption from that definition. The divine agent is absent from everything that we experience. And it's only these unexplainable events that change that. And I disagree. I disagree with that definition. So the Christian worldview, um, everything about it is... is framed and informed by the first words of the Bible, in the beginning, God. That's the starting point. And if that's true, then everything we experience, everything that we see right now, is because of God. And the reality that we live in, the creation that we are a part of, you and I, has the fingerprints of the divine all over it. It's God's breath is in us now. He breathed life into us. We're made in the image of our creator, the Bible says. The fact that I can comprehend, the fact that I'm conscious, the fact that I can see you, the fact that I can think, that I can dream, that I can imagine, that I can create, all of that is a reflection of my creator 
who, who, who does the same. And, and there, is, there are fingerprints of the divine in all that we see. And there's an amazing quote that I'd love to read to you, guys. It's from a person that I, I really kind of um, relate well to, Albert Einstein. And it says this. Um, don't know why you're laughing. Uh, <laughs> there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. And, and just, just look at the person next to you. Just go on, just have a, have a good look. Just turn your head. There is nothing normal about them. <laughs> just, just say to them, you are not normal. You are not normal. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Every single person that you meet, every single person that you see has the, the breath of the divine in them, has the spark of the divine in them. There's the fingerprints of God over every one that we see. There is nothing normal about us. The person that you just looked at used to be, used to be in the space of nine months, went from the size of a small seed to the size of a watermelon. We were all once very tiny. We forget it, don't we? Because we're used to it and it's normal. But life itself is miraculous. This... what. This, you are a walking, talking miracle. I look at my son. My son turns one tomorrow. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, we've made it a year. <laughs> Long may that continue. There's nothing normal about him in a beautiful way. He's lovely. He's brilliant. He's beautiful. But there's nothing normal. He's, he is a miracle. He is miraculous. Now, with that said, if that's true, and if that's our starting point, if that's our framework, maybe, just maybe, faith and seeing the impossible landed in our life has a little bit more to do with you and I. Maybe, maybe it's not such a chasm and a divide and, and this separate world that we can sometimes break it down into. Um, maybe you and I have a little bit more to do with reaching that. It, it says this in 2 Corinthians um, 5 verses 7. For we walk, in the New King James Version, it says, we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. So to walk, you need to Come on, help me out. Step. Good. So if we can bring out my prop, please, gentlemen. Maybe, maybe faith and seeing the impossible landed in a life isn't this abstract concept or a void filled only by God when he decides to. Maybe it looks a little more like this. And, and Sam, if you can stand that side of the ladder as well. Oh, there you go. Just for my, just for my safety and for the peace of mind of those looking. Let's, um, let's go back to our story then. The one that we read at the beginning, Peter walking on water. It's really easy to read stories like that, isn't it? And to kind of like remove ourselves from the reality of them and to think, oh, that's cool. Yeah, Peter walks on water, tick. But just put yourself in that story for a second. Like in your mind's eye, put yourself on that boat. I don't know if you've ever been on a choppy sea, like on the nice big ferries that we have now. Put yourself... In, in, in this, this boat, this wooden boat, this wooden vessel that it would have been on. Have you ever looked at the sea at night time? It's like dark, isn't it? And it's, it's, it's intimidating. And, and the rain would have been like thrashing down and the waves would have been high and then they see Jesus. They think he's a ghost. They're terrified. And then Peter has this amazing idea. Um, if that's you, Jesus, call me out. And then he does the impossible. He lands the impossible. This, this amazing extraordinary walk takes place 
that is forever gone down in history that, that so many people would know about. And this amazing walk on water, this extraordinary walk, started with a very ordinary step. That he needed to step out of the boat. A very literal, measurable, physical step. He needed to, Jesus, is that you calling me? Yes. Take a step. And there's so many, this, isn't, this aspect of that story isn't unique to, to this. Like so many times in the Bible when there's stories of the miraculous, they are preceded by a very ordinary action. A, ve- a very ordinary step of obedience. So um, the story that John told of blind Bartimaeus a few weeks ago, he needed to get up and step towards Jesus in order to receive his sight. That's, that's what started that. The woman with the issue of blood in, in, in the Bible, she needed to step towards Jesus to, to reach out and touch his robe. There's the story of the Israelites in the Old Testament. They needed to step into the water in order for it to part. And there's so many moments like that when there's just these, so Moses, hold out your staff. Another story, bring some empty jars. Go on a walk around a city, shout loudly, smash a jar, stretch out your hand, dip in the water. Now, there's nothing that's prescriptive or formulaic about these things. If you do A plus B, that will equal a parted C. It's it's not any of that. What it is, and what unites all of these stories, is obedient men and women of God that are brave enough and courageous enough to take that first step. The first step of faith, whatever it might be. And now, I'm talking about all of this and painting this picture for us all to really get to the point where we ask this question for you in your life with the thing that you are believing for, with the thing that you feel Jesus is calling you toward, with that impossible thing in your life, what is the first step that will head in that direction? What is that for you? More than just a concept more than just like a big idea of a void that needs to be filled by God, what is it I can do? A measurable, intentional intentional step of of faith. So so let's let's go over this again then. So if, if, for example, there is you feel God might be calling you to become an author, that you want to write books one day, and right now that feels impossible with what you've got going on in your life, with the, the skill set you have, with the um, connections that you have or don't have. To become an author, to write books, to sell millions and then to tithe to the church um, is, is impossible right now. But what is it you can do now? Are you writing anything now? This truth kind of like permeates its way throughout so many things. If it's a marathon that you want to run, Can you run a mile? So many times we sit down and we just are content to say, well, that's the impossible thing. God, you need to do something about it. God, you need to intercede. God, you need to to be my breakthrough. You need to do something. Where God has given us the gift of faith. God has given us opportunities just to time and again step towards it. Is it a marriage that is healthy? Is it a marriage that works that just feels so impossible right now? Could you start by just complimenting your wife? Is it a dream job? I'm going to be very simple with this message and I hope that's okay. If it's a dream job, what level of research are you willing to do to get yourself ready for it? You know, as a church, um, we, and Sam said it this morning, um, we, we want to grow people to live big. 
Um, so John 10.10, Jesus said that he came to give us life and life to the full. And living big means for us encountering God, growing personally, and then going and making a difference. And, and that's, that's kind of the vision. That's it. It's seeing more and more people connected with Jesus and, and encountering him and that changing their lives and then going out and helping other people do the same. Really, of our, in, our, in and of our own strength, that's kind of impossible because we can't make anyone do that. We can't force this place to grow. But what we can do is an obedience to the call of God on this house is take deliberate and intentional steps towards seeing that become a reality and to seeing the impossible landed in this space. So two weeks ago, we launched a third service. Third service isn't the impossible. What third service is, is a step of faith, is a step of obedience. A year, over a year ago, we launched a new youth group, didn't we? Kingsway Youth. That's, that's not the vision, but that is a vehicle to see young people connect with God. It's another step. And before we know it, we're getting closer and closer to, to land in the impossible and see people live big, to see people encounter God and, and grow personally and go make a difference. Like one day, this building isn't going to be big enough. And you could argue that it's not big enough now. We'll need a new building. That's not, that's not the vision. That's not the end goal. That's the vehicle. And in obedience, we take a step right now. That's impossible. A three million pound building, a five million pound building. That's, we don't have, if you have that money, you can come and speak to us, but we don't, we don't have that money just lying around. What it's going to require is intentional, deliberate steps of faith towards that destination. And before you know it, we're getting a little bit closer to seeing the impossible things landed. Maybe we need to launch another location somewhere in a different city, in a different country, on a different continent. That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? What are they? They're obedient steps of faith. And before we know it, is anyone getting a bit nervous for me at the top here? We are landing the impossible. And now that's it for us as a church. But what is it for you in your life? What are the steps that God is asking of you to take? And, and let's, just, let's just unpack this idea a little bit because here's what can happen. Um, a few years ago, well, a few years ago, when I was a kid, I wanted to be... Um, <laughs> it's a long... T- <laughs> um, I wanted... I wanted to be a black belt in karate, and it was tough, and it was impossible, because I was a chubby kid, and physically wasn't capable to do too much. But there was the goal, and here's what I did. I took a step towards it, and I went to, I went to a karate class. Do you know what I realized? I'm really bad at this, and it's still very far away, so I quit. There's the story. Hope you enjoyed that anecdote. <laughs> How many times do we do the same? That, that we feel challenged, we feel prompted to, to believe and to dream and to think that maybe that, maybe God, you could do something. Maybe God, I, I could see the breakthrough. I could see that person come to faith. I can see you restore my family. I can see you bring healing into, into my life physically or into my, into my world. And we take a step, but then it gets a bit difficult. And we realize, wow, this is a long way to go. I've not, I took a step, but I'm not there. So what do we do? Okay, maybe, maybe God didn't speak to me. We hear the call. Jesus said, come. Jesus, I am, I am coming. Amen. Come on, let's go. I'm going to pray like never before. I'm going to read like never before. Oh man, these, these mornings are early getting up reading. These, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm seeing the breakthrough right now. It's a bit tiring. And I thought it would be done by now. Like, why haven't we got that big building now? Maybe, uh, maybe God didn't ask, maybe he didn't say that. And where are we again? We're back, We're back here. 
Because we don't get the black belt in one day. And, and there's that, that modern saying that we um, overestimate what we can achieve in a year and underestimate what we can achieve in 10. And what would your life look like if you stayed the course, if you believed Jesus at his word, that you did something every day to create a moment where you could uh, reinforce that call that you heard to say, I, Jesus, I believed that you called me. I may not see it now, but each and every day I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, do what I can to take a step. Sometimes I might do this, but I'm not getting off the ladder. I'm going to believe each and every day. And I'm not, I'm not going to give up, not going to give in, not going to throw the towel. The Bible says don't, don't despise the days of humble beginning because the Lord loves to see the work begin. We're right at the beginning. And, and could an extraordinary journey start with a very ordinary step? For you, what is the extraordinary journey that God is calling you on, that is challenging you to say, come, get out of your boat, come, get out of your comfort zone, come, get out of where you are familiar, come, get out of what you know and start stepping towards the impossible. Stop stepping towards me. Here's another one. Um, We can, and I I feel like visually someone needs to, to catch this, that maybe here is where you are. And, and here's what you need to recognize, is how close you are. How That is within reaching distance. But sometimes it's here where we notice the wind and we notice the waves. And, and this is a bit high. So maybe some of you are a bit afraid of heights and it's not quite working and I don't get it. And, and I thought I'd be further than where I am right now. And, and there are so many things that, that will be leveled against us to distract us from that call, from, from, from the promise from what we were believing. And, and I think some of us just need to, for a moment, um, stop, recognize, yep, there's more to be done. I'm not done yet. God's not done with me yet. But I thank God I'm not where I was. I thank God that for how far I've come. And if he was faithful to deliver on these steps, if he was with me in that moment, if he didn't leave me in that moment, if he is holding me in this moment, then I'm believing he will carry me in this moment as I take another step and as I hold fast to his word and to his promises and to believe him that the impossible will be landed. Don't, don't give up. You might be closer than you realize to seeing that impossible thing landed in your life, to seeing the breakthrough. So don't give up. Don't give in. Hold the line. Just going to focus when I get down here. And that, again, that is applicable to so many different spaces in, in this room. And um, your impossible is different to my impossible. Um, but let's not give up. Let's not give in. Let's, let's do the work. And incrementally, deliberately, every day, it's the small acts of obedience in following the call that God has given to us. And he is beckoning us. Come, come, come on. Um, I think for some uh, in this room, uh, you, you may say, yep, yeah, I get it. It's a good analogy. I get the picture. I get how, how kind of like the, the, the incremental steps can, can take us places where we weren't before and we can see some great things happen that were impossible but now are possible and because of steps of faith. Um, but what you don't understand, Nath, is that I tried um, and some of these rungs um, just weren't there. You may, have, you may have put a foot out and, and just found nothing but air. Or you are, you are perhaps here and there is no obvious space to go. I've done all I can with that person. I have I've prayed for them, I've loved them, I've, been, I've sacrificially given toward them and still nothing. I've done all I can with, with this 
job with this promise, with this dream, and, and it's not going anywhere. God, I believe that you, you promised me something once upon a time, but I have not seen anything for a very long time. And for some, it just feels like there's, there's nowhere to go. And you've, you've done what we're talking about. Yeah, I've done that. I've been, I've been there, and, and still nothing. And I just want to encourage you with um, this story, Romans 4, verses 18. Against all hope, Abraham in hope, Believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. It wasn't denial, he didn't bury his head in the sand, he faced that fact since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. That is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Against hope, he hoped. And, and for some in the space today, all you can do is hope. But I want to encourage you that that is no less a step. A step of faith to just to hope. And God, I can't see it right now, but I refuse to get off this ladder. I refuse to give in. I refuse to just sit back and give up. I'm refusing to, to give any ground over to the enemy that would try and steal, kill, destroy the plans that you've got for me. I refuse to believe that what you told me and, and your call was fabricated, made up. And in this moment, I'm choosing to hope beyond hope and to be fully persuaded that God, you are able to do immeasurably more and all I can ask, think, or imagine. And for some, like, just, just hold on. Hope. Trust that one day there will be a moment in time that the next thing will become clear. But don't give up. Don't give in. Hope is still a very significant step that we can take. So again, just to, just to bring it in to a practical I'm going to try not to get impaled what is your next step what is the step of obedience uh, that you feel God is asking you to make what, what was the last step that you took because I think this is, a, this is a bit of a cyclical process that we can see in our life because once we've done it there's, there's, there's the next step and then the next and then the next what is your next step today uh, Monday morning Wednesday, midweek, like what steps are we taking? With the promise that you have, with the impossible thing that you're believing that was going to be landed in your life, what are you doing this week that is going to step you in that direction? Um, and let me encourage you, uh, write it down. Talk to someone about it. Like unpack it with someone. Become accountable with someone about it. And, and don't be content just to leave it to this moment and, and as an, oh, that was nice. But what are you doing? What changes are you going to make to become the person that God is calling you to be? How will you, how will you measure that? How will you track those steps? What steps are you going to take? Um, for some, uh, the step today is simply, like I mentioned it at the beginning, believing God is there. And, and what's really interesting, so, so much of our faith is, and, and what we believe, it's accessed through these, these steps and even even what we would call salvation. So the forgiveness of our sins. There's something, so we were dead in our sins and that's when Jesus died for us. 
Um, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever would believe in him wouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. And it says this in Ephesians 2 verses 8, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. So the step there in this amazing gift, in this amazing call that is given to each and every human, is a step of faith. I'm believing that you died for me, Jesus. I'm believing in you. I'm believing that, that you want to take my past away from me, my, my sin away from me, and give me a new life. 2 Corinthians 5.17, for those that are in Christ, are a new creation, the old is gone and the new is here. We have to step towards that. That's not forced on us. So the belief, even there, even just becoming a Christ follower, takes that step. And maybe that's a step that someone in here needs to take today. Equally, if, if you are new to faith, um, maybe only becoming a while or, or I've just come back, a step that you can take in, in two weeks' time, we have our baptism services on the 17th of November. Um, and we, do, we refer to this as the kind of the next step in, in the Christian faith. And we say baptisms are an outward declaration of an inward decision to follow Jesus. And that could be a step that you take. I am, I'm continuing to walk on this journey of faith, landing the impossible. And that step is just showing everyone publicly that this is what I'm about. Hey, if you want to do that, come and see me after. We'll sign you up for those baptism services. Someone from Service One already signed up, which is awesome. Um, I love it. But what step do you need to take? Um, in this moment, let's just like bow our heads, close our eyes, and I want to pray for you. Um, and just ask that of God now. Like, God, what, what is it you are asking of me? Make it so clear to me now, Lord, that what you want me to do, the obedient step of faith. Just in this moment of prayer when everyone is still with eyes closed and heads bowed. Um, I mentioned it, so I want to give an opportunity to respond to it. If you have never made that decision to, to follow Jesus, to accept that he died for you, to confess your sins to him and to kind of repent, to change direction, then here is an opportunity where you can take that step. Your life will never be the same. I want to pray for you. Maybe you made it years ago and you know you need to come back to God. Very simply, um, in a moment after the count of three, I'm going to ask that you lift your hand up to show that that's a decision, that is a step you're making today. And I'm going to pray for you. And then afterwards, the team at the back would love to just process that a little further, give you a gift, put a Bible in your hand. So if that's you, and you want to make that step to follow Jesus today after the count of three, just pop your hand up. One, two, three. That's great. You can pop it down again. Amazing. Father God, we thank you for those that have just responded to your call, the call that you give each and every one of us on this planet to follow you, to live for you, to become a new creation, to find new life in you. And I pray right now, Lord God, that that step of faith that they have just taken would be met with just your open arms and this overriding sense of acceptance and love and forgiveness and peace and joy that comes with the fact that we are new creations in you, Christ. Thank you for them in Jesus' name. And for every other person in this room, Holy Spirit, reveal to us the steps you are asking us to make in landing the impossible, in seeing some incredible things realised in our lives as individuals and this church. God, help us to have the courage and the boldness, the bravery to follow you each and every day. To not look at the gap and become disillusioned or 
we're worn down by the journey, Lord, each and every day, just to focus on the steps that we can make and to follow your call every moment of our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, church, let's stand and sing together to finish our time. Encourage you to raise your hands.